antibody targeting of E3 ubiquitin ligases for receptor degradation. An article by Hadir Murray, Philippe de Sose Melo, and others. From Genentech, South San Francisco, USA, Nature, 2022. Most current therapies the target plasma membrane receptors function by antagonizing ligand binding or enzymatic activities. However, typical mammalian proteins comprise multiple domains that execute discrete but coordinated activities. Thus, inhibition of one domain often incompletely suppresses the function of a protein. Indeed, targeted protein degradation technologies, including proteolysis targeting chimeras, PROTEC, have highlighted clinically important advantages of target degradation of inhibition. However, the generation of heterobifunctional compounds binding to two targets with high affinity is complex, particularly when oral bioavailability is required. Here we describe the development of proteolysis targeting antibodies, PROTEP, their theater cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases to transform brain proteins, resulting in target degradation both in vitro and in vivo. Focusing on Zinc and Ring Finger 3, TNRF3 and WNT responsive ligase, we show that this approach can enable colorectal cancer-specific degradation, notably by examining a matrix of additional cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases and transmembrane receptors. We demonstrate that these technologies are amenable for on-demand degradation. Furthermore, we often cite on the ground rules governing target degradation by engineering optimized antibody formats. In summary, this work describes a strategy for the rapid development of potent bioavailable and tissue-selective degraders of cell surface proteins. Over the past two decades, important strides have been made in developing small molecule-based protein degraders. Typically, these involve heterobifunctional molecules such as protex and molecular glues that form a ternary complex with an E3 ubiquitin ligase and a target of interest, resulting in target ubiquitination and degradation. Although effective biochemically, the therapeutic potential of Protex has been hampered by the poor permeability, pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics properties commonly seen with high molecular mass small molecules. More recently, large molecule-based degraded technologies including TrimAwe and lysozyme targeting chimeras LYTAC have highlighted the potential of leveraging large molecules for targeted protein degradation. Building on these discoveries, we set out to explore intrinsic cellular degradives machinery that could be repurposely for an antibody-based targeted protein degradation platform and identified membrane-bound E3 ubiquitin ligases with exposed extracellular domains, ACDs, as attractive candidates. Identification of WNT-responsive ligases 
Among the cell surface E3 ubiquity ligases, we focus on ring finger protein 4E, RNF4E, and Z and RF3, two known negative regulators of WNT signaling that promote the turnover of WNT receptor free celled low density lipoprotein receptor related proteins by ubiquitination mediate degradation. These proteins ensure proper regulation of WNT activity in normal adult stem cells. Given that RNF43 and ZNRF3 are downstream of WNT signaling, we anticipated that their expression would selectively increase in WNT hyperactive disease states. To model aberrant WNT signaling, we generate mouse intestinal gonoids containing a frameshift truncation in the adenomyotus polypopsis coli gene, which leads to WNT pathway hyperactivation and initiation of colon cancer. Gene expression analysis of these engineered gonoids revealed a significant increase in the expression of WNT-related signatures compared with wild-type gonoids. Of note, a number of E3 ubiquitin ligases also exhibited increased expression in APC gonoids. Focusing on E3 ubiquitin ligases with predicted transmembrane domains, only RNF43 and ZNRF3 displayed a similar pattern of increased expression in human colon adenomas compared with normal tissue. In the normal gut, RNF43 expression is restricted. To the bottom of the intestinal crypt where stem cells reside. To compare this expression pattern with that of colorectal cancer CRC, we further engineered the APC ergonoids to add relevant CRC mutations and sequentially introduce KRS, TRP53, and SMED4 gene alterations. In-situ hybridization of carcinomas resulting from orthotopic implantation of AKPS organoids revealed high-intensity and homogeneous staining for both ligases within the tumor. Thus, hyperactivation of WNT signaling in CRC leads to an increase in expression of RNF43 and ZNRF3, extending beyond the restricted expression seen in the corresponding normal tissue. The near-universal loss of APC in CRC renders tumors WNT ligand independent, bypassing the regulatory activities of RNF43 and ZNRF3. We postulated that these ligases could be repurposed to selectively degrade other substrates in WNT hyperactivated tumors. As a proof of concept, we focused on the insulin growth factor 1 receptor, a receptor tyrosine kinase that mediates growth factor signaling in virus tissues and cancers and has previously been inhibited with therapeutic antibodies. We explored the effect of Ligase IGF1R co-localization by fusing dimerization domains to the respective proteins and adding chemical inducer of dimerization. Treatment with the AC heterodimerizer 
induced host-dependent binding of RNF43, DMRA, or ZNRF3, DMRA, to IGF1R, DMRC. Notably, heterodimerization was accompanied by a concentration-dependent decrease in protein levels of IGF1R, DMRC. To translate this finding to its atherapeutic format, we generated bispecific antibodies pairing an antibody arm targeting an N-terminal glycoprotein D, GD epitope to one of seven previously established IGF-1R antibodies, spanning a range of affinities and epitopes. Addition of protab to cells expressing GD fused to RNF-43 or ZNRF-3 induced cell surface clearance and degradation of IGF-1R, whereas cells lacking ectopic ligase expression were not affected. Collectively, these results show that ligase target dimerization can mediate target degradation. Of note, the affinity of IGF-1R targeting antibody did not fully predict cell surface clearance, suggesting that the epitope and therefore the geometry of the ternary complex may influence target degradation. To extend this approach to endogenous ligases, we conducted antibody discovery campaigns against the ECDs of RNF43 and ZNRF3. Immunization campaigns led to 40 anti-ZNRF3 and 65 anti-RNF43 antibodies with picomolar to mid-nanomolar affinities and unique sequences in heavy chain complementarity determining region 3. We paired a subset of these antibodies with Sixutumumab, selected for its substantial but incomplete activity as a Sixutgd protep. These created a window to further enhance degradation with ligase paired by a specific molecule. As a control, we paired Sexo with an irrelevant antibody, NIST. Cell surface efficiency of IGF-1R in HT29 cells of expressing the ligases correlated with the affinity of the ligase binding arm reaching a plateau around 1 nanomolar. The saturating affinity also approximates, therefore, the binding of the Sexo arm, suggesting that similar to Protec, the durability of the ternary complex influences the activity. The activity of endogenous ligases was also assessed in HT29 cells genetically engineered to harbor an N-terminal luciferase tag HIBIT on IGF1R. Using chemiluminescence as a proxy for IGF1R cell surface levels, numerous IGF1R protips led to substantial IGF-1R cell surface clearance. Kinetic analysis showed progressive dose-dependent and reversible IGF-1R degradation with clearance saturation observed within 24 to 48 hours after treatment. The protops drew efficiently IGF-1R degradation across a comprehensive panel of CRC lines with the various endogenous ligase levels, as shown by quantitative biochemical analysis. 
ortho treatment of cells where the 6O bivalent antibody was occasionally accompanied by IGF-1R degradation, ligase-driven IGF-1R degradation, particularly through ZNRF3, appear to be significantly more robust. Limited or no degradation was observed in cell lines with no ligase expression, such as RKO cells, which do not have oncogenic WNT pathway activation. Consistently, IGF-1R degradation was abolished in both RNF-43 knockout and ZNRF-3-KOHT29 cells that lack ligase cell surface expression. Together, these results demonstrate the ability of PROTAP to drive IGF-1R degradation by endogenous ligase tethering. With well-characterized IGF-1R protops in hand, we next explored some of their biological activities. First, we compared the effect of IGF-1R degradation on downstream signaling events between protops and ligand-competitive IgG in SW48 cells. Sixostar ZNRF3 protops inhibited IGF driven phosphorylation of AKT and S6 more robustly than 6 alone. Notably, decreased signaling also affects in vitro tumor cell viability, particularly at low antibody concentrations. Second, we assess whether protops could overcome the poor bioavailability and cell permeability that is frequently observed with protops. Protop activity was evaluated following intravenous injection into mice-bearing subcutaneously grafted SW48 tumors. A single dose of ZNRF3 IGF1R protop drove substantial degradation of IGF1R. Moreover, IGF1R degradation was partially suppressed at the highest dose, suggestive of the hook effect reported with some products. Notably, although IGF-1R degradation was evident in implanted tumors, the protops were well tolerated and no measurable IGF-1R degradation was observed in the normal colonic mucosa. We also characterized protop activity in human colon organoids, which more accurately recapitulate human physiology and disease to validate apparent tumor selectivity. Indeed, protops could efficiently degrade IGF-1R in multiple patient-derived CRC organoids, while showing little to no activity in normal colon organoids. By contrast, bivalent 6O showed indiscriminate degradation in both normal and cancer organoids. Collectively, these data illustrate that ZNRF3 IGF-1R protops are tumor selective for CRC compared with the corresponding normal tissue. Characterization of ZNRF3 IGF1R protops. Having demonstrated protop activity both in vitro and in vivo, we sought to characterize the underlying mechanism of action. Copy number analysis of ZNRF3 and IGF1R across several cell lines revealed 
that the ratio of IGF-1R-ZNRF3 was greater than 400 to 1 for some lines. Yet efficient IGF-1R clearance was still observed, implicating a catalytic rather than a stoichiometric activity. To probe this further, we focused on ZNRF3 in HT29 cells, which are readably amenable to CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing. We introduced insertion deletion mutations to truncate ZNRF3 at the N-terminal domain or ring domain, which is required for ubiquitination. Whereas ZNRF3 N-term resulted in a complete loss of ligase expression, ZNRF3 ring increased cell surface expression compared to wild type ZNRF3, probing owing to defective autoimmunization. Of note, protomediated IGF-1R degradation was abolished in both cell lines compared with parental cells. Cells ectopically expressing a ring deletion mutant were generated and treated with protops. In contrast to wild-type ZNF3, less efficient IGF-1R degradation was observed in ZNRF3 delta ring expressing cells, with residual activity potentially attributed to endogenous ligase. LRP6, a putative substrate of ZNRF3, co-precipitated with both wild-type and delta ring proteins indicating the deletion of the ring domain does not alter protein integrity. Together, these results suggest the optimal protein activity is dependent on the ring and C-terminal domains of ZNRF3. We further validated the catalytic dependency in SW48 cells. These cells respond to protein treatment within 6 hours a time point at which small molecule inhibitors of the proteasome lysosome machinery showed minimal toxicity and off-target effects. Treatment of SW48 with MLN7243, a small molecule inhibitor of E1 ubiquitin ligases, impaired ZNRF3-mediated IGF1R degradation implicating ZNRF3 catalytic function in protein-mediated IGF-1R degradation. Moreover, protein treatment resulted in direct IGF-1R ubiquitination in HT29 and DLD1 cell lines. Collectively, our data demonstrates that proteins tethering ZNRF3 and IGF-1R function by inducing ZNRF3-mediated IGF-1R ubiquitination and degradation. To investigate the route of target degradation, we next examined the effect of the proteasome monitor MG132 and the autophagic lysosomal pathway inhibitor biophilomycin A1 on proteoactivity. Similar to the canonical ZNRF3 substrates, FZT and LRP ZNRF3-induced IGF-1R degradation is mediated via lysosomal pathway. Notably, we also observed impaired IGF-1R degradation upon proteasome inhibition with MG132 treatment of short duration, in which lysosomal dysfunction 
as monitored by LC3B lipidation, is minimal. They suggest that proteps can engage both degradative pathways. Next, we evaluated degradation specificity in response to protope treatment across the proteasome using quantitative mass spectrometry. The tested ZNF3 IGF1R protope significantly reduced IGF1R levels, whereas the bivalent 6 antibody only modestly affected IGF1R levels. In addition to changes in IGF-1R levels, several proteins also exhibited downregulation of the treatment with either 6U or the ZNRF3 IGF-1R protep, and thus were probably a downstream consequence of IGF-1R pathway inhibition. Notably, peptides associated with endogenous ZNRF3 substrates, including LRP and FZD family members increase in abundance with protop treatment. Collectively, the proteomics data validated the specificity and mechanism of action of protops through concomitantly revealing the stabilization of endogenous ZNRF3 substrates with a decrease of the specific protop targeted receptor. The observation that protop treatment stabilized FZD and LRP proteins prompting assessment of the effect on WNT signaling activity. ZNRF3 IGF1R protop treatment led to a modest increase in WNT activity compared with validated WNT agonists. In vivo protop treatment caused a minor increase in WNT signaling in the gut, as evidenced by levels of known WNT responsive genes. However, no discernible effect on intestinal architecture was observed upon prolonged exposure. Combined these data demonstrate the limited effect of the tested ZNRF3 IGF1R protope on WNT signaling agonism and intestinal meiosis. Expansion of protope addressable targets. To demonstrate the generability of the proto platform, we targeted additional membrane-associated proteins for degradation. Human epidermal growth factor receptor 2, HER2, validated therapeutic target in breast and gastric cancers, has been implicated in resistance to anti-epidermal growth factor EGFR therapies in CRC. AZNRF3 HER2 protop led to a significant degradation of HER2 in SW48 cells and in subcutaneously implanted tumors. Notably, treatment of normal and patient-derived CRC organoids with the ZNRF3 HER2 protop led to tumor-specific degradation, whereas anti-HER2 bivalent antibody resulted in degradation of both normal cells and tumor cells. Next, we generated protops targeting programmed Death ligand 1 PDL1, which drives cancer cell immune evasion, whereas bivalent anti PDL1 did not have a substantial effect on PDL1 levels in vitro or in vivo. Treatment with ZNRF3 PDL1 proteps resulted in near complete degradation of the receptor. Similar to IGF1R, PDL1 degradation 
was dependent on ZNRF3 catalytic activity and progressed via both the proteosomal and lysosomal pathways. Together, these results demonstrate the potential of using the protop technology to target multiple therapeutically relevant cell surface proteins. Expansion of addressable ligases. Cytotoxic ligase based degrader platforms exploit a limited number of E3 ubiquitin ligases, partly owing to the challenge of obtaining high affinity ligands. We sought to explore whether proteps could utilize a broader range of cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases. Of the 449 known E3 ubiquitin ligases, we identified 38 putative cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases, defined by the presence of a signal peptide, transmembrane domains, and or predicted or known localization to the plasma membrane. Focusing on the ligases, the shared sequence structure and domain architecture similarity with RNF43 and ZNF3, we generated HT29 usable cell lines expressing N-terminal GD and C-terminal flag-tagged ligases and assessed their cell surface expression by flow cytometry. Similar to GD-tagged RNF43 and ZNRF3, a number of the newly identified ligases were detected at the cell surface using an anti-GD antibody. To assess whether non-natural targets could be degraded by this cell of cell surface ligases, we treated HT29GD ligase flag cells with GD-IGF1R proteps and monitored IGF1R levels. Western blot analysis confirmed their colonizing validated cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases to IGF1R drives degradation. Conversely, ligases that could not be detected on the cell surface by flow cytometry did not induce target degradation. The portability of the protops platform was further assessed by exploring degradation of HER2, PDL1, and FZD5, three therapeutically relevant cancer targets encompassing membrane receptors of virus families. Similar to IGF-1R, proteps targeting the GD epitope could drive clearance of the targeted receptors. Of note, several of newly identified cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases exhibited discrete tissue expression patterns, suggesting the tissue-specific degradation seen with ZNRF3 IGF-1R proteps could be applicable to other ligases. Combined, our data highlight the scope of the protop platform for repurposing multiple cell surface E3 ubiquitin ligases as on-demand degraders of plasma membrane proteins, thus making proteps potentially broadly applicable to various therapeutic areas. Optimization of the protop platform Having demonstrated the expandability of this platform to multiple cell surface ligases and targets, we investigated whether we could enhance target degradation by protein engineering. 
we focus on increasing the activities of the less active RNF43 IGF1R proteins. The effect of valency was explored using 2 plus 1 Fab IgG in HT29 cells with ectopic Leigh's expression binding to two copies of IGF1R was minimally differentiated from the standard B-specific protop. Notably, binding two copies of the Leigh's did enhance clearance. However, it also reduced the level of cell surface RNF43, presumably by inducing autobucutination trends. Next, one-armed FVIgG formats were engineered to test the hypothesis that the distance between bound antigens could affect the kinetics of ubiquitin transfer and target degradation. IGF1R RNF43 FVIgG drove higher clearance in HT29 cells with both ectopic and endogenous Leigh-Ghese expression whereas reversing the orientation resulted in loss of affinity to IGF1R and did not significantly improve clearance. The FV-IgG enhanced initial rates of IGF1R degradation and maximum degradation compared with the standard on-target plus one Leigh-Ghese by specific protop. Thus, careful optimization of antibody affinity format and epitope is central to enable efficient degradation of many targets of interest. In summary, we outline the development of a platform that enables antibody-induced repurposing of cell surface A3 ubiquitin ligases to drive efficient ubiquitination and degradation of transmembrane proteins. Indeed, during the course of this study, a similar approach was reported in which RNF43 based by specific antibodies, APTAC, were used to degrade PDL1. Our work shows that protub mediated degradations function differentiated from direct target inhibition translates readily to in vivo systems and can drive tumor specific degradation. Protubs can be broadly applied to transmembrane receptors and surface E3 ubiquitin ligases, potentially enabling ligase selection for tissue-specific target degradation. Although the full therapeutic potential of the protop platform remains to be established, we anticipate that this technology coupled with model antibody engineering will provide additional opportunities to influence membrane receptor function with applications in both fundamental research and potential therapeutic discovery. Thank you for listening to Pub Reading. Follow me on Twitter and on other platforms. Thank you.